0: Good morning, Rabbi Really, Nishma Ruspas Mordechai. Ah. Thanks, Yosef, for not sending me any sponsors today. Really appreciate it. Now he's going to tell me there's some sponsors. Rabbi yesterday was an amazing, amazing day. I was in Miami and I want to read to you an email that I got from someone from Miami. According to two people, there were 80 people in Miami. 80 people. I made fun of you guys. I said, you know, Chicago, can barely, not you guys, because you guys actually come, but Chicago in general. And we got to make a little bit of a competition here. It's not, I'm not going to leave here until we have, you know, 70, 80 guys. How, how Chicago less than Miami? It doesn't make any sense. And a guy there made his hundreds of square feet. And he said, this is the designated MDY headquarters. That's what he said, Sandy Saka. That wasn't this. If I only went to Miami to hear Sandy Saka say this following statement, he comes over to me and says, remember that time you said that we don't come to this world to be yaitzazan. We need to go above and beyond. He says, you know what? Since you said it, I learned the daf before I come this year. There's a guy that took, he says in, in every area of his life, he sees improvement because of that one statement. And if I only came to Miami for this guy right over here, Max, it brought a tear to my eye, or more. Dear Rebellion, as I'm new to the Sheer, I waited a bit before writing to you a recent visit to meet you in Miami. After discovering your Sheer and this wonderful community, it's not... And so easy or fun throughout this tough time in the world, but bright spots always sprout when things seem dark. Your sheer is one of those. I'm one of the famous traumatized high schoolers who you speak of who essentially abandoned Gemara for less complicated subjects that one could more easily grasp, enjoy, and conclude. I've not made a scene in over 20 years. I thought I had it all figured out. Learning did not have to include traps. This year this in Hebra is quickly changing all of that. I just completed the first paragraph of Sukkah. My family looks up late at night and sees me looking at the screen cracking up while wearing headphones with an open gemara. That is not the way I ever thought I would get back into the game, but here we are. And here I pledge to stay for many Siyumim to come. I realized this email will soon find its way into the bottomless pit under your desk where all emails go to die. I do have a huge amount here that I need to read tonight. Surely we should, as long as she's giving permission, we're going now. But before that happens, no, the irony isn't lost on me. And no doubt, it isn't lost on Reb Nachman Seltz, who so surely one day will put it all down in the bestseller in only the way he can. While you're toiling and teaching us about build, listen to this, Rebhaz, I love this. While you're toiling and teaching us about building walls, including ones that aren't even physically in existence, You, together with your wonderful team, are demolishing walls, the walls that sometimes, sadly, get placed between Jews and the Gemara. Learning. And yes, the walls that get placed between strangers and inhibit camaraderie. May Hashem give you the strength to continue to do this for as long as your heart desires. Thank you for your efforts. And listen to this, Rabbi Isai. And thank you for making Gemara great again. (laughs) Making Gemboro great again, Max. I love you. Just for that, it was worth coming to Miami. We only have five sponsors today, boys. I, but it was worth reading the email before the sponsors anonymously.
1: Ellie, what is it really follow-up? not on YouTube? Huh? What do you say? You really, you're really not on YouTube. I'm really. You're not. You're really not streaming YouTube. Really not. You have any other Gary questions? Gary's gonna kill me.
0: Who's gonna kill you?
1: How are you feeling? How are you feeling?
0: I'm I'm not I'm I'm pretty tired. I got home at four in the morning. Anonymously, Rebbe <laughs> Shlomo and a shidduch for Pinot Chayyobas Bailo, Rebbe and a shidduch for a real Moshe Ben brighter. Stephen Burak, health and well-being for the family. Lel Nishmas Moshe Chaim Ben Akiva. Chaim, who are you, Chaim? Can you please tell me who you are? In honor of rebellion. number of times already we have this anonymous Chaim. I don't know who it is. Anonymously, Lili Mishmas to Rav ben Rav Yisof Adoiv, the Belzer Rebbe. So really appreciate it, whoever you are. Paris HaChoydosh, Michael Bemela wasn't able to make it last night, even though we were in Miami. There were a number of people that drove him from Boko over an hour, in memory of his mother, birth, father in Mendel Ben Elchanon, and in the merit to make it to Yerushalayim for Rosh Hashanah this year made it's a line Um Uma. 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 whatever you want here's another one our boys we're on a roll listen to this email from Jeff Jeffrey Rosenberg thanks for bringing uh this text to me I don't know what that means first I don't consider myself religious but always aware of my Jewish heritage. I spent so much time and money searching for something I called spirituality, but they were always missing something. There's so much fluff out there, and there was no substance. I started exploring sites like Sepharia, and that's how you pronounce it, Sepharia, and Torah anytime to get closer to the source materials and original texts, and not some guru distilling information. I admit I was attracted to the free volume of Talmud since I'd never had an opportunity to study this growing up. It was just a set of books I would see in a library. I'm now looking forward every day to actually reading a full bath. And even when I get lost, I seem to be able to find my place again very fast. Either I did actually learn something in Hebrew school as a kid, or the words are truly guiding me back to my roots. I want to also share something a little bit more personal. Living in California, I normally am I work with a substance that is legal here to cut the edge off my stress. Since I started the dawah with sukkah, I wanted to be fully present and I have replaced it with your sheer. Since I started the dawah with sukkah, I wanted to be fully present and I have replaced it with your sheer. I may not understand everything yet, but I know that showing up every day has been one of the best things for me, both physically and spiritually. Best Jeffrey Rosenberg from California. Unbelievable stuff. Rebecca. Now you know why we read these emails. All right, there's a lot more, but we don't have time
1: really. This is Eitan Merwis. You know
0: Eitan? What is this? He's in the middle of a bike for Chai, which I was on the first, I believe, the first, very first one they've ever done with Louis Polom, around Lake Tao. And here he is doing Hazara, he writes, on his bike. Must be a very slow biker. <laughs> I want to tell you something. That that email, the guy got a free Gemara, Jeffrey, got a free Gemara. Yesterday in the Sheer, I mentioned, I don't know if you were watching, Gemara says, Kizuzel el, this is the size of a coin that's the Zuz on the top. The sun shines through and the rays spread and come four times the size, the istra on the bottom. And I said, everybody take it to where they want to take it. But here's a beautiful... This was the Gemara yesterday. Here's a beautiful example. A guy spent $25 on a Gemara for Jeffrey. And who knows what's going to happen to Jeffrey. Whether it's him, his children, his life, everything. For $25, bucks, you could change a guy's life. That's kazooza. 25, 25 cents, $25. It's all nothing. It's an Irish guy. Compare, imagine the guy finishes shots. Finishes him a sech. It's unbelievable.
1: Rebelli, Jeff is on now. He is? Yep. I just spelled hey,
0: Jeffrey, on. everybody, you want to see what Jeffrey looks like? Here he is in Chicago. All right, Jeff. I appreciate the email. It's a beautiful email. Thank you. Hopefully we finish them Massta together and more. And I wanna say that there's one more thing. I know that we don't we ran out of time here. I don't know if I can read all this. Um, This guy's son, Ephraim, got him hooked to the shear. he loves being on Zoom, but if he misses it, he can catch it up later online, and he actually went back, he started with us, recently. Uh, where did he start, I don't even remember, but he went all the way back to Brock. he started from Bechairus, not Baruchas, Bechairus, that's when he started the daf, but he went back to Baruchas with us, because he could go back, and basically, he's bringing up something. I got four emails. Yesterday was probably, and as long as I can remember, since please come to the front there. As long as I can remember, is one of the only times that my head was literally spinning because I I woke up really early to, to get the flight and learn before I fly and everything, and I forgot to drink my coffee and my head during sheer was spinning. I'm not making excuses, but I said a shtos and I got four emails and I'm happy I got those emails. No, there's people come here. You know, I, so I gotta say I'm gonna say the mice of it and you're gonna have to come here and then testify that this is a true story. All right, we'll say the mice. Later. Are you saying for the whole shir? Just now?
1: Boy, I gotta tell you a story. My father
0: was a Rebbe in Chariosha. And this is a famous story, but we have an aide over here. I'm gonna have to call up the aide. even though he doesn't want to, but we
1: have to. I was a kid, maybe
0: four years old, in the bungalow colony of Shari Yoshef. And why do I say this story? It has to do with today's Gemara. Today's first mission, we're gonna talk about building a sukkah on top of a tree. How what a coincidence. What a coincidence, why? How do you build a sukka on tree? You take a plank of wood and you make a, a nice floor on top of you build a tree house. So I was four years old. I wanted to build a treehouse on Chavez Kodesh. And I remember the thought going through my mind, should I build in Chavez? I know it's Oscar, but I'm still a kid and I could do it anyway. And there I am with Litzi Sossman and some of my buddies. And we go into the woods of the bungalow of Yeshiva Charyashu. And I see a beautiful plank of wood. You guys know the story, but for the new guys, a nice plank of wood, a nice piece of plywood. I'm thinking myself, wow, this is the perfect. Floor for for my treehouse, so I walk over to the plank of wood and I lift it up. It's heavy, and I start walking with it, like to lift it up. Little did I know that this is the cover to the entire bungalow sewer system, (laughs) and I fell into the cesspool, and the plank of wood slammed down on me. And my friends were only four years old at the time; they didn't realize where I went. They thought you know, it just grabbed from earth and disappeared. So I'm in there treading water—not water, sorry, whatever it is—soya treading. It was, it was thick stuff, so I was able to float. And uh, I remember I uh, thinking that that's it; it's all over. Swallowing a little bit of it and full of a full. And then, this is actually in a book of Nachman Seltzer, it's called Saved by the Flush or something like that. <laughs> and there it goes, I don't know what it was, but there was a surge. Now, I'm assuming somebody flushed the toilet. And this surge, like, lifted me up a little bit that my head hit the plank of wood, just a crack, and I was able to scream. And Yitzhi Sassman and whoever was there, who was a Rebbe now in Sheyoshu, heard the scream and realized that I was below the piece of wood, but they couldn't lift the piece of wood. They weren't, they didn't have the muscle that Stefansky had. So they... They ran back to the bungalow colony, and they got my father. Now my father, and mother heard that I'm in a cesspool. My mother started running on the way and she tripped and broke her leg. So I told over the story to, to Simcha Elman, who was here, and he didn't believe me. So he went and he asked the Rosh of Shmuel Brazil, "Is it true?" And he says, "Yeah, he was there and he heard it." Boy said, a boy said, Rabbi Shmuel Brazil is in the room right now. Come, to, you got to come to the front. Shmuel, do I have to come to you? Come ahead." What? what an ace! that who? This mission that we're learning. No, it's not an ace. This is a process and everything. Here,
1: first of all, you should call
0: you for being there, trying to save my life.
1: Is it a true story? True story. Say, say louder. my
0: true story. Shmuley, thank you for coming all right wow thank you oh in all the in, in all the i forgot to show the picture of the, the tzaddik that wrote the email that oh i was in the middle of the thing yesterday i made a mistake when i was talking i was saying Muchuvanes. Muchuvanes means they're Muchover. they're they're one on top of the other and instead i said that to the, the side whatever i don't know what i said i didn't go back but i got four emails and I was paying attention here's a quick picture of the the group picture that we took in miami Describe for everybody that attended. Oh, and since we, what is this? This is probably a record. The most time that we spent before even signed the Gemara. This is the beautiful invitation that they made for the Shabbat Brothers in New York.
1: Thursday,
0: August 5th at 7 p.m. Zemmer Hall, 1325 38th Street in Brooklyn, New York. Lavish buffet dinner, music entertainment, followed by kumzitz and a live share. The Eilam is uh, putting it together, and whoever wants to uh, donate to the cause and could afford and this is is, is welcome to, to be mishpatteh. Okay, tomorrow's here by the way, 12 p.m. right here in this room. I'm doing it early because I have to make it to the hotel somehow for Shabbos. So 12 o'clock. Here we go. Here says the Mishnah. Daf Chav Beis Omud Beis on the bottom. Random Mishnah. Random Shoe, if you want, you can turn to Khavdimulam base and take a peek over there, and you'll see we're doing okay. Says the mission. If somebody makes a sukkah, he builds a sukkah on top of a wagon. I don't know if I need to see a picture, but we have a picture anyway.
1: All these things we have pictures, it's beautiful. There you go. It's on top of a wagon. Oh. Is there a
0: problem with a Lubavitcher sukkah in our days on the back of a pickup truck? Now, if you do it on, if you do it on a on a wagon, it's okay. How about the back of a pickup truck on Yonkers? You go onto the pickup truck and you shake up the pickup truck. Is that a problem on shops? Usually, you're not on mover's pickup truck. Shops. I have some pictures for you, just in case you want to know what it looks like. First of all, I thought this this picture was amazing. A bunch of guys with sukkahs on their bikes. So I'm not going to ask that question. What about this? Here's your pickup truck, the guy on the pickup truck. The answer is that it's mutter on and because it's a Kleshmalaisiv and Sark Makarimah, it's fine to go on a pickup truck on Shabbat. Or if the the was on top of the ship, that's even worse than on the deck of the ship because on top is a, it's a lot windier. And that's the discussion in the Gemara. Since it's windy and the sukkah could blow away, maybe that's not a proper sukkah. Nevertheless, it's caution. You can go onto a wagon, that's for sure not Mukta, on a ship also. The Gemara, it's Rashi points out, it's only because of the second part of the mission that I even have to say this part that you can go on on shots. However, does it is there to go on a tree? on yontif. So if you build a sukkah, you see, isn't that crazy that there know the story, walk, just happened to walk in? This is what I was trying to build. Then the story was, that I looked at my father and I said, Abba, I left my yarmulke in the cesspool. <laughs> He's like,
1: it's,
0: done. it's okay, it's stay there." Yeah, okay. Anyway, that's where all the stories start. I was the only four years old. I was like, life of stories. A
1: sukkah on top of a camel.
0: These are good, but you cannot go on a camel on shops So you can't go on the sukkah on shops The concern is that you're going to rip off a, a twig from a tree and whack it on, on, a, on a tree also. You know what we're concerned? You're going to break off a branch. What if it's, for the most part, on the tree, and one of its legs, like in this picture right over here, is human-made. It's a kosher because you need to come onto the tree for it to stand, so it's still considered it's on the tree. However, if three of them, three walls, are made by man, like so. For the most part, it can stand on its own. It just happens to be, there's a little support from the tree. So then it's different. It's then you can go on because you're not really going onto a tree. You're going onto three platforms. And the fourth one is a tree. So it doesn't really count that tree. Zach Klaus says, the Mishnah, if you can remove the tree and it'll stand by itself, Shayrov. You know, I just thought about this. this is also, that when you damage Manasre, you shouldn't be leaning on anything. So the, the, the klal is if I take the table away and you fall on your face, then it's usher. If you're just like putting your fingers there, then it's okay. Unless a person is elderly and he needs that support, of course. Okay, says the Gemara. If, okay, so again, so if you could remove the tree and the, the sukkah convenient to the stand, then it's not an issue, then it's 100% kosher, you could go on, in, on yon. Says the Gemara, our Mishnah goes according to Rebbe Kiva, the Sanya. If a person makes his sukkah on top of a ship, it was very common, as we're going to see, Rebbe Gamliel says, no good. Rebbe Kiva <speaking> says, it's good. What's the issue? <middle> the issue? <country> Interesting. They were going on, I wonder where they were going exactly. They lived in Bavol, they, they lived in a Yisrael. Where, where, where are they going exactly on a, on a ship? I don't know. Rebbe was in time of the Migdash. Is there Eretz Yisrael? He said, okay. They were going on ships. He went, he placed his sukkah where he was able to, they gave him a little spot. They said, do it on top of the captain's quarters. I don't know what, on top of the sukkah, you know. comes a wind, blew it away. says, look, we're always the same as Jews. We used to stuck each other all the way back then. Akiva, where's your sukkah, buddy? Well, I don't know, buddy has to show, but Akiva, you use are the, friends, Akiva, where's your sukkah? In other words, you didn't just say with your sukkah. Like, I told you, you're not going to make a sukkah like that, it doesn't count. Why? Because exactly this reason. If the wind is going to come and blow it away, it's the ocean. The ocean has very strong winds. There's no mountains. There are no buildings stopping the winds. A lot of wind. So in Mela... I hold it's possible such a sukkah, and here's the proof. The proof is in the pudding. It's literally the, the exact reason why I say that this sukkah is possible is the reason that you see with your own eyes. With a your sukkah blew away. Love it. Says Abaya two, four, six, eight, nine lines down. If this you build a sukkah where a typical wind comes. You have the typical wind and not so typical. <speaking in Hebrew> a common wind. If a if your sukkah cannot stand to the common wind on the ground, in other words, common wind, like lumi, it's not even a sukkah. Your sukkah has to be sturdy enough to withhold your common uh, 30 mile per hour winds, whatever common is. And if it could withstand an uncommon wind, 55 miles an hour, whatever that is, Rashi points out, is equal to Mitsuya of yam." In other words, on the ocean, your winds are going to be the uncommon winds of the ground. Let's just pick a number. If 55 miles an hour is uncommon in Chicago, that's common on the ocean. That's normal for those. ocean. Well, if it could withstand 55 miles an hour, so then it's a perfect sugar. Everybody, nobody could argue on that, even if you built it on the on the on the on the ship. Whatever the gear say here is, the point is when it could withstand typical winds of the ground, but not the typical winds of the ocean what's the what's the concern here do you have to build the sucker let's say you're in africa in africa they have very strong winds let's say i don't know where you live in malibu california on, on the beach and over there i i understand that they probably have good winds there because they have good surfing that's what david agal told me the guy that came to visit me just to say malibu so I just made that up. could be that they don't have wind at all. But let's just say there's certain places in the world that have strong winds all the time. Does that mean you have to build a stronger sukkah there? That That's that's the question here. That that You say yes, he says no. Rabbi Kiva says no. I'm on the ocean. Can I build a sukkah that's typical for this world? Hashem say, build a sukkah that can withstand 30 miles per hour wind. And if you live in Africa, it's 30 miles. And if you live on the ocean, it's 30 miles. Or no. Every individual place, you have to build a sukkah for that individual place. You say common sense says that each place you should be able, you should have to build it for for what it has to withstand. I right hear. Rav Gamliel says the sukkah has to be sturdy, And since I'm going to slow down here because Jeffrey's listening, maybe other people since it cannot withstand the common wind of the ocean, which is, as Rashi explained, the uncommon wind of the ground, like Lumi, it's not even a sukkah, because you're on the ocean now. And you did not build a sukkah that, that satisfies the current... What's the word? The current conditions that are necessary for where you are right now. Like Lumi, so it's nothing. No, Rabbi Kibba no. Rebbe Kibba does not like that. Sukah Diras Arabinam. You are coming, if you hold that a sukkah has to be, that was the whole makhoyah, eight mando amrim that say that a sukkah has to be solid. Like Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon and all these people, they held like that. But the common, and the halachas, you don't do it. doesn't have to be that strong. So Rabbi Kibba sukah Sukkot Diras It only has to be a temporary dwelling. And the abasha, since it could withstand a normal wind of regular earth, ground, cherub. I don't have to concern myself about the crazy winds on the ocean, even though I am at sea right now. Okay, next sugya. If you didn't understand that, we have a brand new sugya, as if nothing happened before. If you built a suk on top of a camel, who does our Mishnah go according to? Says the Gemara Rabbi Mayor. He is, by the way, most Mishnahis that are anonymous are Rabbi Mayor. Our Mishnah fits right into Rabbi Mayor. If you build your sukkah on top of an animal, for instance, it's a little different than before. You put two doors down and you build a nice sukkah on top of animals. Rabbi Mayor Mashir, review the Here's Rabbi Mayor. Rabbi Mayor says it's kosher. Review the says it's Poysal. My time of the review though. Why does the review view to say it's no good on my crook? We had a halacha similar to this. What if you have schach? you put shach on that's going to wither away within three, four days. Is it kosher for the first day? No. You have to make sure that the schach is good enough for the seven days. I, I only need it for one day. And on the third day, I'm traveling to New York. I don't need it for more than three days. No good. It has to be good for seven days from, from the get-go. So, If I have a
1: sukkah that I cannot jump on during, during yom the first day of sukkah, I can't go on it. Why?
0: Because it's an animal. So I have a sukkah that's only good for six days or less. Maybe Shabbos also in the middle. I don't know when Shabbos is. So if I can't, I can't climb into the sukkah, why? Because it's on an animal, so it's not yomim. it's not a sukkah that's Proper for seven days. If it's not good for seven days, it's not a sukkah. Rameir, comes Rameir, it's just beautiful. What do you mean I can't go on it? I could go on it. According to the Torah, I could go on it seven days a week. This is special. Don't go on a tree. Don't go on an animal because you might rip up a branch or the right I got a kosher sukkah. So is that considered, let's say, I, uh, it's not a good example, but let's say I have a broken leg, I can't climb onto the sukkah, so it's not a good sukkah? There's something, this is, think, something on the side that's preventing me from going into the sukkah, called a Gzaira But the Torah says that this is a good sukkah, so perhaps it's a good sukkah. But well, the Torah says, yeah, listen, whatever they say, well, you also, okay, fine. Says the Gemara, I saw the sukkah. Listen to this sukkah, one of the funniest sukkahs in Chaps. What if you don't have plastic in the time of the Gemara? They didn't have plastic, they didn't have materials, It's just hard to come by. All this stuff. So the guy has an unbelievable idea. He's missing some wood, and he says, Listen, I can't use my animals anyways on Yangtiv. So I have a great idea. Let me take my animal. I'm sure Peter's gonna love this Gemara. I take my animal and tie him and make him a wall. Poor animal, it has to stand there seven days straight, can't move. Now what about could he sit down well we're going to see he won't be able to sit either why because the in the second is going to say what about between his legs this ear more than three it's not loving oh he's going to put spikes and stuff this never animal unbelievable and it gets even better listen it's all theoretical these are not like people didn't really do this but let's say i want to do something like this does it work does it not work i mean like a lot of gemara. doesn't mean that somebody actually did this and didn't get killed by PETA or whatever. That his wife didn't say, Are you I'm not sitting in a sukkah next to that cow. Whatever. Okay, fine. Okay, let's read it again. It's crazy stuff. Here we go. If you want to see what it looks like. Here's a sheep. Acting as your third wall, you have two walls, and the third wall is a sheep. Depends what. We'll see everything in a second. Remeir says this is a puzzle sukkah. Review the machshir. the opposite of what we had before, right? So something that has life to it in ois and the You cannot make a wall of a sukkah with it. So this is an old story, I guess. People tried this trick before. Again, the lumberyard is closed there of Shabbos. I have a problem. I need to use my mobile on Shabbos. I have a bar mitzvah coming up. What do I do? I look around. I don't have anything in my house. What do I have? I have a goat. I have a camel. I take my camel. I place him by the entrance of the Mubi, And this is supposed to be my recognition, my hecker, that this is the end of the mobile. Don't go into, into the restaurant. People are going to ask, why is there a camel tied right at the entrance of the mug? I'm going to say, that is my lechi. A ninth, I didn't make him into a kaira, hanging him up 10 feet above, stretching him out from side to side. Okay. I don't know. It's a pretty big lechi. Listen, a lechi could be a quarter of an inch. And this thing is 600 pounds. I don't know. Will I possibly be right? Look, we, we went through these lot which is just great to do review. So, in the time of the Mishnah, when people would walk and travel crazy distances to get to Yerushalayim three times a year for, for every Yontef, they needed to draw water from the wells. And sometimes the well was smack in the middle of Yerushalayim, you cannot draw water from Yerushalayim, from the private domain, and the public domain. So what do you do? You make four L-shaped brackets, each one is an ama long. The Gemara. we're going to learn a little bit more about a Chavdalet. Again, you ran out of wood, and it's got to think about what these people lived through. They didn't have plastic. They didn't have garbage bags. They didn't have uh, tarps. They didn't have this kind of stuff that we have today. And they didn't have wood. Look, Israel is very hard to come by wood. Wood is very expensive, and they don't. Really, it doesn't really grow in Israel. They force it, whatever. So they had cows. I'm going to use a cow for my human. Next, what? Yeah, globally this year. Yeah, Uh something like this. Is- $79 for an L-shaped bracket. I get it, yeah. But yeah, of course, we had in it we had in this myself also. We had it in this myself. This is very interesting. The cover of a grave has a tremendous amount of tumah. And if you take a live animal, and I found this from Erevan, I picked up this picture in Erevan, You take an animal, you make him the cover of a grave. This is one time that an animal can become tame. It itself, as a, as a live animal, can become tame if it is the cover of a grave, according to, not everybody, as we see over here, but like Goylo Kaver. This mandomer holds not the cover of caver. There are others, and I think that's it's probably the allah that it does become the Goylo. It does become tame. One time, it's a, it's a, it's a nice riddle. How does an animal become tame? It's alive, can't become tame. If it is the of cavern, and then we had over there when we learned it, Machleg is rashing the rambam. What if the animal picks itself up and walks away from the cavern? Does the Tuma dissipate or not? Mahalag is rishoyenim. Some, I think it's rashi that holds that it stays forever. Okay. That's a little, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, this is from the funniest thing ever. A guy decides to. I'd be nice to write her a divorce on the animal itself. Give her the whole animal. Here you go. Can't do that. It's not, it's not even a prank. Maybe it is a prank. Yeah. Honey, I got you a gift. Here's a nice cow. She's all excited. She takes one look, and there's 12 lines of a divorce bill on it. Yeah, okay. My time with the mayor. Why not? al The concern is we're concerned of the possibility that the animal might die. So, here we're going to go with a little bit of a. Trivia. Do we ever concern ourselves with death? Is that a concern? People are alive, animals are alive. Do we have to be concerned that somebody might die tomorrow in five minutes? Will an animal die? Maybe why should I be concerned? Animals usually live. Why am I concerned? It's only seven days. What's the big deal? I've been tied up many times for seven days straight in one spot with sticks underneath my stomach and not being fed. It's not a big deal. It happens. Shema Tivra, we're concerned maybe he might run away. So say,
1: oh, I love this. Here's a sugyo, this is a psychological thing.
0: You know what this is? This is an elephant lifting up a car, it's a joke. I, I've seen videos of an elephant picking up a motorcycle and tossing it literally 30 feet or something. An elephant can do this. You know what else an elephant can do? It can take take a really mature tree and uproot a tree. Just uproot a whole tree. And no problem.
1: Yet, there's there's something
0: called baby elephant syndrome. What is that? That is, if you tie an elephant, that's what they say, at least. I'm not an A to this, but even if it's not true, the idea is very true. And that is if you train an elephant from when it's a baby and you tie him to a pole with a rope and he cannot get out of it, he tries and tries hundreds of times. So you condition his mind that if he's tied to a rope to a small pole, he can't get out. So if you take a seven-ton elephant that was conditioned like that, and this is what they say, it's called baby elephant syndrome. And you tie him to a tiny little pole with a little rope, he will not run away. Because he won't even try. Ah, uh, he could do this. He could snap a mature tree in half with his thing. He could, even a dog could get out of this pole. He won't. Why? Because he's conditioned. Why did I tell you this? Because I think, if you think about it, there are so many things in our life that we don't do. I speak to many people about real estate, about about learning Tyra. I can't do it. Fast is too much for me. But who told you? It's something that you condition yourself. We are our biggest enemy. We have baby elephant syndrome, if you think about it. Why don't you do this deal? I can't. It's too much money. It's too much this. Why don't you jump to another career? I can't. I can't. All these things. And in Tyra also. Why can't you do it? I can't. Who told you you can't? No, it's way too much. 2000 It's the commitment, the day to every single day that I can't do. But it's, all in here. You told yourself that you can't do it when you were younger or whatever it is, somebody told you you were conditioned like that and then maybe they can't do it. Think about it in different areas of your life and you'll be a better person because there are many things that we can overcome if we just understand that the reason why we don't do XYZ is because of some narrative thing.
1: MS. it's true.
0: How did I get to this? I saw this line over here. The pil kosher if an elephant is tied. Everybody agrees. Even if the elephant topples over where he's at, he's so large. I have a picture of Stamba. Why not talking about the safari and a bunch of lions? They are on a carcass of an elephant. It, it's huge. Even if he's dead. He's more than 10 fucking, I guarantee you. I've seen it. Up close and personal. <laughs> so the whole is, Elephant that's not high. Of course, the man says, we are concerned that it might die. We're not concerned. Because, since it's not tied, it might run away. And not might, it will. What is run, Why would an elephant stand in one spot for seven days? So it's going to move. But according to the man that says that we're concerned about death, shouldn't you be more concerned about running away? What's more common? Elephant to take off or elephant to die? Taking off. Because elephants take off every minute of their life. They're constantly on the move. So, obviously, that's more common. So, how come he's not concerned about running away? So, we have to say, if the elephant is not tied, everybody agrees that he's going to run away. That is a, a very big concern. It's not a concern. It's a guarantee. So, the whole is an animal that's tied. According to... To the man the Omar that says Thomas, a buyer says Thomas I have to be concerned. Maybe the animal will die, and I won't have a wall. He'll so just plop down the wall. The man of loy says that we're concerned about running away. Not concerned. Tibrak, but according to the man who says well, we're concerned about running away, how come he's not concerned about this Says the Gemara this happens once in an elephant's lifetime, and it's not gonna happen today. Why should I be so concerned? Elephants live how long? 30, 40 years, maybe? I don't know. So how long? How long the elephants live for? 50, 70-year-old elephants, he says. Okay. Baby knows the stuff. And they never forget. And they never forget. the But what about between the animal's legs if it's a taller animal? It's not a good wall. You don't have love. Them. What are you going to do? Again, this is all theoretical. There are people, I'm not going to make fun of my wife anymore. So there's people like my wife's sister who would ask, I have nothing, there's nobody in the right mind. Why are we learning this in the Gemara? Why is it? It's not important. The, the, the point is, we have to know these alakas because maybe it could apply in other areas and other things. And it's just cool to learn the stuff. But what about love or that's the Gemara? This is mamash, It's a rough Here's a sheep. We put poles underneath it and we or, or leaves. Do whatever you need to do. Jeffrey doesn't like it. He's shaking his head. This is crazy. I'm calling Peter. Don't call Peter yet. Hold on a sec.
1: We're not done. It, it gets better, Jeff. Maybe
0: it's going to want to take a little nap. Animals like to nap also. Says so the Gemara, don't worry about it. Dimitikha ba'ashimile'el. I'm serious. This is literally a Gemara to, to talk to my wife. But what about this? OK, I took care of that problem. But what about that? So, everyone, who's going to feed it? I'm going to bring a babysitter. And what about We're going to go through all the steps here. What about the fact that I might want to sit down? Oh, I have a great idea. I'm going to tie it with chains to the roof of the day. <laughs> great, I'm telling you, it's one of the funniest Gemara's of all time. So if you're already coming, the Gemara is smart over here. The Gemara says, oh, you think you have a good idea? You, you came up with a great cha. Oh, great invention. You could tie him to the roof. So that doesn't work when he dies? This goat, if it dies, what are you, what's your concern? It's gonna die. and if it's gonna die, what? It's gonna plop down? It won't plop down because it's tied. So how did you make a difference if you're so smart and you know that i could I could get away with tying tying this animal and it's gonna avoid him taking a nap. So how come this doesn't work for a dead animal? So because i'm I'm talking about the craziest of the craziest cases. I'm trying to invoke the concept of love it over here. It's exactly three. And five. Here's the great picture. They went to the power. It's a beer, whatever. But this, if you go to safari, they have these guys all the time. This is the McDonald's of the the lions in safari. The lions don't like it so much. Not such great meat, they say. But if there's so many of them over there, that and they're easy. to They're very fast. But whatever. So we'll call this, this looks like an umpala, but it's not real. Okay. So he ties him up. Here's his hutse over here. It's great. He has a three t'vachem. But it's exactly three t'vachem to the spot. What happens is, since he's dead, you know what happens to an animal if it dies? And it has to be there for seven days. First of all, it smells geschmack, But it, it starts, it starts shriveling. They keep in the day. The He's not going to pay attention. Everything else is great. The sukkah smells good. His wife is happy. The animal died. It's hanging perfectly at the right amount. So he's not going to think about it. maybe it's shriveled a little bit. So now it's a little bit of a shrivel. Okay, great. We're done with that sukkah. Whoever has issues, we'll speak about it later. Yeah, we just turned to the Chav on the base sponsored by the MDY Tehillim Group for all those who need it. Shuduchem, Rufuas, and Yeshuas. Please join the I forgot to. I forgot to pull up my clock. Let's see if I have it here. Oh. It matters. We have to know if we're going to go right through the bottom or stop at the top. Says the Gemara. Did Abayah really say that it's Reb Meir who's concerned about death? And in fact, Gamar is going to flip it around. That's the Gemara's answer. So Reb Meir, Abayah says, is concerned the animal might die. Reb Meir, though, is not concerned about death. We don't have to be concerned today about death. We have to be concerned about death. Obviously, we think about it a lot and that's why we do Truva and we learn a lot of Torah. We do a lot of chesed. But not today. We learned in the Mishnah. If uh,
1: Yisraelis marries a
0: the Now, it's great to see this chart again, and every time we control this chart, we see it again and again and again. For the new guys, it's great. For the old guys, they're sick and tired of it. If you have produce, you have a 100 apples, you you have to give the Qayyam 2%. Perhaps two, let's call it 2%. Now you are left with this is typing ten percent the ten percent that we get to from but it's based on this two percent goes to the client now you're left with ninety eight percent you give ten percent of that to the levy and that's called meiser reset and the levy does step three we're not concerned about the levy he has to give ten percent of what he got to the client which is one percent then after that we do meiser shaming. shemitah has seven years. So in year one, two, four, five, you give 10% to who? To yourself. But if you can't carry that produce up to your line because it's too heavy, you can redeem it in cash, bring the cash to your life and buy whatever you want with it, food wise. Okay, so this woman marries a client. So now she can eat truma. If he dies and they don't have children together, She cannot eat truma anymore. She goes back to her father's home. She's a regular Israelis. So if her husband goes on a business trip, and think about it. They used to go for years sometimes at a time. Mamas, they had to go go across the ocean. They didn't come back a week later. They didn't have cell phones. There was no telegrams. You don't know if the guy made it or not. Maybe he's dead. So how could she eat truma? Maybe her husband is no longer alive. How many stories do we have that husbands went? Even the younger guys used to get married and go to yeshiva for a whole year, come back once a year on Yom Kippur when they're really young. It was common practice. No communication, nothing. No letters, no cell phones. Maybe he's dead. And if he's dead, how could she eat this truma? She can continue eating truma. Because a human being has a chazaka, we have to say. If he's alive today, he's going to be alive tomorrow. There's a chazaka, a concept of chazaka. And we have the question, If a person wants to divorce his wife, it's a conditional divorce. They say marry, but a minute before he dies, the divorce goes into effect, get those into effect. Why would somebody do something like that? To avoid Yibam, says Dr. Dauber.
1: very good, to avoid Yibam.
0: If a person dies childless, then his wife falls to Yibum to his brother. So he wants to avoid that. He doesn't want his wife to go through that, sorry, he hops who his brother is. So he, he, he writes a divorce, and he says, I'm not divorcing you today, don't worry about it, but if I die five minutes before I died you're divorced and Mamela a divorced woman doesn't fall her brother and that's why he does so so in that case can she eat Truma at any given moment if she eats Truma now what if she, her husband dies now and she was divorced five minutes before that it's always retro, retroactive five minutes or whatever whatever it's tonight is nice halacha is asura she has to stop eating Truma immediately because at any given moment, her husband dies could die and at that point the get will go into effect a few moments before he died because that was the condition of the get and we don't have a chazaka of that he's that he's alive so we ask that that contradiction there and abay says it's not a contradiction so Abayus says Remeyer holds we're not concerned of death. Over here he said Remeir is concerned of death. It's the reverse, right? It's Remeyer who says I'm not concerned about death, and therefore, if my husband is in Medina Sayam, he's overseas, I can continue eating truma every minute. Why? Because a person has a chazak he's alive. But the other case of Yibo, I give a conditional get. Then I, I'm concerned that the guy's gonna die any minute. Because it's not Remeir. I'm sorry, that's, that's Remeir is the one that says, I'm concerned with death. And he's the one that says that she can't eat right away. By Yibom. Did I mess it up? Yeah. It's Remeir who says, I'm not concerned about death. And in the case of Yibom, we're concerned about death. That's Remeir. In the case of a husband overseas, we're not concerned about death, and she can eat true as much as she wants, is Rabbi Meir. Okay. This is a famous Gemara. We had this a number of times. Kusim. Kusim. We know what Kusim are, but just to repeat, why not? A Kusi, there was a whole nation of people that came and they became converts, became Gerim, and Zamachoykis throughout Shas. Are they real or they're fakers? Is it because they were just scared of death and that's why they became Jews, or they really wanted to be Jews? The bottom line is they weren't very good Jews. They never were. They always, and then at a certain point they were even doing avodah Zara, that their became yayin became yainesah. So when the Gemara over here says that if you buy wine from a kusi, it says Rashi's before they invoke that xayra that you cannot buy wine from a kusi, it's not yainesah. Yet later on, in later generations, it became yainesah. Says says the price so that if you buy wine from a kushi, and you don't have a way to separate chumusa mice right if you live in Israel now you, the wine has to have myself true some mice well if you have a hexer on it great if not you shouldn't buy it anyway but let's say you want to take your chazan so you pour off whatever you do. But they do they have they have like money on the side stuff on the side and that's how they do it. So he says over here also he doesn't have a cleat he doesn't have a cup where you could pour some of the bottle into it and say, okay, this, this part over here I'm going to give later on to the client and to the, the, and all the stuff that he needs to do. He doesn't have that, uh, that, that ability. So what does he do? He does brelo, which is you can retroactively decide I'm going to drink as much as I want from this bottle. And retroactively, I'm going to say that what is, uh, whatever is left over, that is what I separated for the client, et cetera. So I could drink, drink, drink. It's not within every drop. It's whatever I leave over. What's the problem with this? They didn't have plastic bottles then. You know what they had? They had leather. that stuff like that. What if it explodes? And then I have no trumes and maestres.
1: What do I
0: do? So he says, now he has 100 lugs. 100 log. How much does he have to give from 100 log? 2%. He has to give 2 log. So 2 log that I'm going to give out of this battle is going to be the truma, the first part that I give to the client. Asara, the next 10, which is really 9.8 because there's only 98 looking left. I'm giving Meiser Reshutting, which is 10% to the levy. Tisha, my shady How much How much am I left with now? 88.2. So I have to give 8.8 to myself, which is number four over here, Meister Shaney. I give it to myself. Or Meiser Ani in years
1: three and six. Thank you. I didn't
0: do this chart enough. I saw my solution. Tisha, the like Mark calls, 8.89 because he rounded off. Tisha Meiser Shaini. And he, he, he takes the Meister Shaini and he puts it on money
1: he says this, but that you can do right
0: away. And he drinks from the wine right away. That's called Rera. I could retroactively decide which part of it is going to be Truma and Meister later on. Rebbi Huda. So here you have Reb Mayor saying, I'm not concerned that this is going to explode. This is going to be destroyed. I'm not going to have left over. And over here, if you all of a sudden is concerned that the battle is going to break, somebody that's concerned about a battle breaking is certainly concerned about an animal dying. It's more, it's more far-fetched to say that something is going to break than to say that an animal that usually dies anyways. Not every battle breaks, but every animal dies. So if he's concerned for, for breaking, he's going to be concerned the breaking of the neshama, of dying. Says the Gemara, April, with that huff on the top, second line down, April. You're right. We have to flip it around. It's Remeyer Chai like it says on top of on base. Remeyer was the one, Rabbi is the one that said that Remeyer holds. I'm concerned about that. It's just flipping the names now. Over here, you see the review is concerned about that based on the bottle. And it's Remeyer who says, I'm not concerned about the bottle breaking. And he's not concerned about bottle breaking, but he's concerned about death. Right? Think about it. Remeir doesn't care about breaking bottles, but he cares about death. He's he's concerned the elephant is going to drop dead, but he's not. He doesn't think the bottle is going to break open. Doesn't make sense. So therefore, Epoch Remeir chai shlamisa Reb Yehuda Loi Chayish The Sanya will just learn one more line. The Sanya If you make an animal into a sukkah because I'm concerned about death so Rameer is Khoshish is review the review the says it's a kosher sukkah because I'm not concerned about the animal dying so in fact these are these are shilas whatever it is, it's a shilah. not so much for the wall of the sukkah, we're talking about making an animal into a wall of a sukkah so that you remember the sukkah but it has to do with could I write a divorce on the animal, could I do certain things with the animal am I concerned about human beings dying about animals dying. You have to be confirmed at every given moment, maybe this guy's going to drop dead. Maybe not. But boys, I have a wonderful evening tomorrow, Bezer HaShem, at 12 o'clock, Chicago time, which is 1 o'clock, New York time. I'll see you there. Have a wonderful evening. Shabbos. Shabbos? Like, yeah, why? this question is on mute, though. That's... LA one, Moti Shabbos? Oh, Moti Shabbos, I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be in the hotel. But it's gonna be pretty much the same time. Like,
1: uh
0: oh, I should make it 11:15 Chicago time. What's the Shabbos? So that it's 7:15 in Eretz That's probably what we're gonna do. Sunday is is the wedding. Yeah. Oh, I have to I have to announce it. I have to figure out what I'm doing. So, it's, gonna
1: it's gonna be a shoot. It's gonna be a shiur on